0: yo welcome back this is create destroy i'm jordan january listening to a little special 10-part series dedicated to the top questions i was asked in 2018 from meeting with a whole bunch thousand plus actually entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs working around the world trying to make their futures work for them and chasing the dream this is uh part number seven we're getting to the pointy end So, without any more fluff, let's get into it. This is Create and Destroy. You're listening to the 10-part series on the top 10 questions of 2018. So, question 7. This one here is is really, really, I guess, relevant for the designers and artists and creatives out there that are working in studios all around the world or freelancing for themselves, living the dream, like I try to do every single day. Um, But also for the creative thinkers out there, I think creativity, courage and resilience, you know, and curiosity... I talk about these themes a lot. They're all at the core of creating value and creating something something magical out there. And so this this is especially important for anybody trying to innovate or create something new. Now, this question here is is mostly asked at bars, actually. So this one here comes up more when I'm around friends or I'm. I'm a, you know, at a networking sort of thing and I'm chatting to somebody that I've had past interactions with and this is more of a, hey, I'm, tr- I'm starting to get to know you, Geordie. let me ask a more personal question because I'm not in a, in a stuffy kind of corporate environment and the question is something like, man, you're so creative, do you ever have creative blocks and, you know, if you do, what do you do to get out of them? And so essentially the question is, how do you get your creativity back when you lose it? Because for anybody out there who creates for a living and they're constantly coming up with ideas, it's, it's fatiguing. It's not something that you can, well, you can't just keep doing it, doing it, doing it without, you know, chucking some more Kindle in the fire. You have to be constantly inspired and you have to be constantly looking at new things and new ways of doing things and, and trying to learn, unlearn and relearn certain skills. And for me, I have a a bunch of little things that I ask myself and make sure that I'm doing if I'm sitting in front of the screen or in front of the the pen and paper and there's just nothing coming out of my fingertips. And so what I do is kind of check in with myself. This might sound a little bit hippie again, but um, I basically just go, hang on, Jordi, have you been running? And if the answer is no, well, you know, the answer is going to put them shoes on and go for a jog. For me, running, and it doesn't have to be running for you, but for me, running is is one way to decompress and just to, to try help some of my thoughts, I guess, solidify. And if I'm trying to work through a problem, I find going for a jog, going for a run is a way for me to kind of get the heart rate up, get the blood flowing and kind of zone out. Um... I run with podcasts. I'm always listening to um, a range of podcasts, but sometimes I, I just don't want to listen to words and I just w- want to put some music on. So I just put on, you know, someone like OPO or could even be some some rap or some dance kind of music. I actually like listening to dub running, like reggae, dancehall, dub sort of stuff. And it really just depends on my mood. But the key is, getting out there for a run so if you've listened to my daily routine you'll know that i I try to run every single day sometimes i i can't get to it but when i'm really in flow and when i'm really you know getting things going i'm getting at least five k's in a day you know i used to run a, a lot more and i used to run a lot further i used to get up early and do those morning runs and i just found that if i was doing the morning runs it was kind of whacking, like throwing me out of whack a little bit too much for the rest of the day. So I've readjusted. I do a little homework out and then I do my runs in the afternoon. Um, some of you know that I busted my leg in a in a race in America in March this year. And so, you know, I had a uh, stress fracture in my shin. So I've just come back and I can tell you those 10 months of not running were some of the hardest 10 months creatively that I've had in a very, very long time. I got super down and dark and I just couldn't create anything. And it got so apparent that my colleagues were like, Jody, what's up? Are you all right, man? And I didn't really understand what was happening at the time. And it wasn't until my leg was feeling good again. And I was getting out there and, and getting my jog on that. I realized that, man, you just haven't been running. You need to run. So I started small. I, I'm definitely not doing the 15 to 20K a day anymore, which is, I guess, good for time management, but um, a little bit annoying if you if you like distance running. So I try to do between 5 and 10 a day now, normally about the 7Ks, just a nice jog around the, the Yarra River in Melbourne, hit the trails. I don't like running on the road, so I'm always in the dirt and in, in nature. I want to get away from cars. And that's one way that I, I seem to keep the creativity fire burning now the second thing that I always make sure is that I've always got books around me now <laughs> those that work with me know I hate reading I'm a big big fan of the app Blinkist where all my colleagues and, and friends that we work with always talking about books that they've read and and I'm the one that just quickly looks up on Blinkist the app I'll read the dot points see what they're talking about and feel like I can be a part of the conversation and that's purely because I'm a very visual guy so I like to listen to my books through audiobooks or, or through blinkist and then the books that I'm referring to are art books or magazines I need to make sure that I'm visually stimulated and, and that might not be from new new art I might go back and rediscover artists designers and architects sometimes from you know, the 30s to the 50s. It just depends what I'm working on and where I'm drawing my inspiration from. But I just always make sure that there's books in front of me on the coffee table at home. Geez, there would be at any time about, you know, 20 to 30 books stacked up in front of me. Depending on the projects that I'm working on, I tend to go to the the bookshelf and switch out some of the ones on the coffee table just to make sure that when I'm sitting there just kind of pondering or, you know, eating dinner or whatever it is, i'll pick up a book and have a flick through and it might only be for a second so i just make sure that there's always visual stimuli in front of me and then that's the third thing i keep up to date with a bunch of blogs and i'll troll behance and design inspiration and a whole range of of um business and i guess creative websites to see what's new and what's going on keep the finger on the pulse um and the same, in the same breath, I guess Instagram is really important for that as well. I follow a whole bunch of typography um, pages and artists and they might have nothing to do or might be a completely different discipline to, to what I do, but I just like to always be looking at new exciting things and keeping keeping up to with what's, what's happening. Now, a little asterisk and a little caveat there, I've been very, very guilty of letting what I'm looking at influence my work too much. And so... I'm normally the first to admit. I'll look at it and go, "Oh shit! I've just blatantly ripped off that thing I saw the other day, and I didn't even realize it." So I've got a whole file of um, work that's never gone anywhere because after I've done it, I've realized that it's it's drawing too much inspiration from somebody else. I know nothing's original, but just a little word of warning when it comes to social media and. And looking too much at other people's work, you start to you start to look like their work. So these ones here come back to the next couple points are are not about inspiration, they're more about evaluation. So if I'm feeling a little bit lost and I I'm suffering from a creative block, and this is this next two points i'll notice if my brain is very foggy or if i'm feeling lethargic straight away i know it's what's going into my body not what i've seen so i need to make sure i'm eating well i'm having my breakfast i'm having a good lunch i'm not eating too much bread or carbs and that sort of stuff it really for me it slows me down a lot so i just need to reassess and go hey what have you eaten today During the day, night time's fine for pasta and carbs and all that sort of stuff for me. But during the day, it doesn't work. And then I need to I need to change that quick smart. And then in the same, I guess, stream of thought is: Have I had too much coffee? Which I'm, you know, living in Melbourne, it's really easy to have too much good coffee because it's everywhere. And if you're, you know, around the city or around you know, Fitzroy and Collingwood and Footscray and, and, you know, all the suburbs that I work out of and, and I meet with a lot of clients with, it's always at a coffee shop or it's always right near one and I might I might just have too many. So for me, I need to make sure I'm eating the right food, nice clean, clean food, and I need to make sure I'm not having too much coffee. And next one is is really, I guess, kind of weird, but if I'm kind of a little bit flustered and I'm, just can't, tr- can't get something going, I need to make sure that I'm breathing right. I get in this weird habit of not breathing in a correct manner. I, I find that I breathe too shallow and for some reason when I'm at a desk, I, I'll fall into this trap of almost not hyperventilating, but I'm, I'm just not breathing as, as well as I should and it's because of my posture. And so I need to really concentrate and go, hang on, just get some air in, Go for a walk, what's going on here? And just, and reset. Now there's no science, there's nothing um, attached to this. It's just something I've noticed in myself that when I'm stuck, I'm normally not sitting in the right way. So I need to shake it out. And sometimes I just go for a run and it solves the problem. And now this one here, the last last thing that I do if everything else has failed, this one here works for me every single time. It's really simple. All I do is force myself to be creative. I sit in front of, you know, the screen and I will will look at some work that I really admire and I might look at it and go, hang on, how did they do that? And what I'll try to do is recreate a piece of art or recreate or draw a scene or, you know, if I see an amazing building or something like that, I'll grab a pen and I'll try to draw that building and I'll just force myself to do it. It's not necessarily being creative because you, you're you're kind of copying something else or you're trying to, it's almost like live drawing and, and drawing portraits and that sort of thing. But what it does is it just opens the floodgates. It goes, oh, hang on, cool. That's right. This is how a paintbrush works. That's right. This is how a pen works. That's right. This is how I do this on Illustrator or Photoshop or whatever program you, you, you know, whatever's your weapon. And if I do that, I learn a new skill. I might go onto YouTube and, and figure out a new way to, to do something on illustrator and then i go oh shit that means i could do this now and this and this and this and this and what it does is it just opens a world of possibilities so forced creative time is the is the final thing that i do um i actually do forced creative time i guess every single night you know if you listen to my schedule podcast and and how i try to remain productive my nighttime sessions is You know, most of the time I I end up drawing or trying to sketch out an idea from a meeting during the day that we spoke about. And then the next morning I'm I'm ready to go because I've already kind of blown the dust out, you know, I've got rid of the cobwebs and I'm ready to go again. So that brings us to the end of part seven of 10 of the top 10 questions asked in 2018 as entrepreneur in residence and creative director at Rochambeau. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, hit me up. Any questions, I am looking forward to hearing from you. You.